today's show, we're having an argument all about rebranding. Is it smart? Is it stupid? What should you do for your brand, for your business? I'm your co-host, Kit Bodner, CMO at HubSpot. I'm joined by my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, the CMO at Zapier. We're walking through brand frameworks. We're talking a little bit about how everybody's missing the point on the Twitter to X rebrand. And we're giving you some examples of the worst rebrands of all time. And stick around to the end of the show for the one time it's worth rebranding your company. This is Marketing Against the Grain, your show for marketing-minded people everywhere. Let's get into today's show. There is no secret formula for scaling customer support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new HubSpot Service Hub, bringing service and support together in one platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with AI-powered help desk, all so you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. We're talking rebrand, Kieran. The reason we're talking rebrand is because obviously the Twitter rebrand to X, but that isn't the topic of the show. We're not going to sit here and clown on Elon for the rebrand of Twitter to X. I think there's points to be made on each of it, but we want to talk all about rebranding. And my hot take to open the show is rebranding is freaking stupid and that you should almost never rebrand. Like, like, tell me the good reasons to rebrand. Tell me a successful rebrand that you're like, you know what? That rebrand worked great. There's a lot of logical reasons to do rebrands because you are- There's a lot of logical reasons to do a bunch of but it doesn't mean that that is good. You start as a single point solution and then you rebrand because that no longer like fits your company because you've like grown that name. Like if you were called calculator.com and your core product was like a calculator and then you actually broadened scope and you became like a platform for all people who wanted to do mathematical equations. Being calculator.com may not fit with the company you're trying to be. So I think that there are some cases where it makes sense. Uh, You give me an example of where it made no sense at all and then why you think it made no sense. All right. I I want to talk about this, but first, I think we need to give a little detour for everybody watching. Oh, I've got one, by the way. I've got one that makes no sense. Hold on. Hold on. I want to give everybody the grounding of brand architecture, okay? Because this is very important. And unless you're a deep, deep marketing dork like the two of us, you don't spend a lot of time thinking about brand architecture. But there are essentially two models for brand architecture. They're called a branded house and a house of brands. So an example of a branded house is Google. Right. Google has the core Google brand, and then they have Google Docs, Google Calendar. It's basically Google blank, right? That is a branded house. Everything shares the Google brand, all the products and suites in that brand. Though Google's not a true branded house because they have YouTube and a few other things, but we'll get there in a minute. But their majority of what Google is, is a branded house. The other is a house of brands. Right now, Facebook slash Meta is a house of brands, right? They have the parent company brand Meta, They have the Facebook brand, they have the Instagram brand, they have the Threads brand, they have the Oculus brand, and they're kind of trying to be a branded house in a way. It's like Oculus by Meta. They're kind of like, I actually think it's pretty messy what they're doing right now. But at its core, you either have basically a house of brands, a bunch of different stuff. Atlassian's another good example of this. They have the Atlassian brand, but then they have Jira and Trello and Confluence and all those brands, or you are a branded house. At HubSpot, for example, we are a branded house. 
you know, we have HubSpot Marketing Hubs, HubSpot Sales Hub, HubSpot Service Hub. Everything is HubSpot blank and it's pretty clean. So before we even get into rebrand world, I think it's really important that people think about the two basic methods of brand naming and architecture. And if you are running a business, you need to pick one of those two routes. Right. And Twitter became X because it wants to do what Meta did. It wants to have like multiple things live with the X umbrella. Like, like that's really his vision. Well, his product vision was like, X is going to be an incredible, unimaginable. Well, it wasn't from him, it was from the CEO. Like X is going to be unimaginable. It's going to connect humans in totally unimaginable ways through AI that we never have even understood how you're going to be connected before. I don't know if you've seen this yet, Kieran. Have you seen the new X tagline in the app store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. is a TechCrunch article. This is the tagline in the app store. This is the tweet from Elon, and this is actually the new X tagline. Blaze your glory. Oh, it's like signs like, uh, what's that Will Ferrell skiing movie? That's awesome when he's like, the, is that? Blades of Glory, the, ski, the skating one. Yeah, is that like when he's a skier? Yeah, he's a, a skater, skater ice skater, yeah. Blades of Glory. Underrated Will Ferrell movie, Wait by a minute, the is way. that what it is? That, okay. The Will Ferrell movie is called Blades of Glory. Underrated. Oh, totally underrated. What is your number one underrated Will Ferrell movie? Oh, underrated. So I've watched all Will Ferrell's movies. I guess Anchorman is like highly rated. It's one of his best. What's underrated? I'll give you mine um, while you're thinking. The other guys, him and Mark oh. Wahlberg and the cop movie. Step Brothers. Love that movie. I don't know if I would call it underrated, but I think Step Brothers is one of the greatest comedies of all time. I think you could actually make the argument that Step Brothers is underrated. I think most people would put it middle of the pack in Will Ferrell movies, and it's probably number one or two. I think it's one of the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah. Downhill. That's the skiing movie, Darren. See? Producer Darren coming in hot coming with a good hot. underrated Will Ferrell movie. Other guys, oh, the other Mark guys Wahlberg. were Mark Wahlberg. Oh, that is such Watch a good movie. It. Good movie. It's hilarious. The Will Ferrell bits in that are amazing. In the YouTube comments, what's what? You, what do you think is the most underrated Will Ferrell movie? We got to this question because of the new <laughs> Twitter <laughs> tagline. I love that. Matt Elon could just like literally make up stuff and just like it's awesome. You know, back in our day, like when we wanted a side hustle, we would go to flipit.com and we would buy an affiliate site for a couple hundred bucks and we would like try to add some content and put AdSense there. When you're Elon rich, you can just buy like a $44 billion company and just treat it like a flipit.com like second <laughs> site. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll just stick on Blaze Your Glory and see how that goes. <laughs> so this is now the tagline in the App Store. It went from the Twitter tagline used to be Let's Talk to Blaze Your Glory. And my favorite part, double exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you need double. Because one need, that's, is, that's not enough. is not enough. You need to have two exclamation <laughs> points. So I, I think if we come back to like the two brand archetypes you set out. So in terms of logic, makes sense. Rebrand to X, have like a house of brands under X. I will say that it's poorly executed. Obviously, the product vision is poorly articulated and that tagline is really funny. But I wonder if any of it actually matters because Elon's brand for X is chaos and it all fits like it's community-led chaos. And so like everything he does actually fits with the brand that he has created for his version of like Twitter. So this, I think, is a very, very good under the radar current point that I want to kind of turn up the volume on. First, we started the show by saying rebrands are a terrible idea. Then we broke down kind of the two types of brand architectures. One of the reasons rebrands are a terrible idea is that your brand in general, Kieran, and your brand architecture in general matters more or less depending on the type of company that you're running. Right. And you're making the right argument, which is what Elon is doing is he is running a personality-led business. He is f putting 
glow-in-the-dark X's up on top of buildings. <laughs> Batman signs. Elon will do a stunt every two weeks and not care, right? Like right. he has figured out, I have more resources than anybody else. So why not just be completely stunty and drive interest and awareness constantly? If you are willing to be that stunty and that over the top, does it really even matter what your brand is? No. No, He's an awareness that's maker. the point. So there are people arguing whether this Twitter to X rebrand is a good or bad idea. We're arguing the point that it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't it's matter. It's stupid. Like you, do, you shouldn't even care about it because what he is doing is he is just doing, it's just the next step in a cycle of stunts that actually are brilliant. I'm sorry. If I were him, I would probably do the same thing. Right. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I think, look, I think he has realized that the most important commodity that he brings to Twitter is constant awareness and engagement. Yes. And it really doesn't matter what he does as long as he gets that. Like Twitter data came out this week that a record number for monthly active users. Now, who knows how they're measuring that since they're a private company now. They could be measured in any way they want, but they wouldn't be surprised to see youth active users go up based upon the fact that Elon is just unbelievable at driving engagement to that platform. I'm pretty sure that revenue is horrible because yeah. his rebrand has drove advertisers away and has drove revenue away. And that's an important part about brand is like, who there's the rebrand for? I think that most good rebrands, and maybe we can think of one that we think was done really well, has a product vision or story behind it, whether that's because you want to be in a new category, because you want to broaden the way that people think about you. But there has to be like a really clear articulation of why you're actually going through that rebrand and it has to resonate with users for it to be like, if the brand name, and that is really important to you, be successful in that market. Yeah, so... I'm here to make the argument today, Kieran, that Elon is like a professional gambler, okay? So I was in Vegas over the weekend. I'm sad to not be there with you. Some poker? Kieran and I have a lifelong dream of going to Las Vegas together. It oh, was, yes. It was a fight weekend. Oh, you did you go to Crawford? I didn't go to Crawford. I would have if you were there. I wish I would have because Eminem introduced him. Yeah, what a dope fight. But I played a bunch of cards and I won some what money. What did you play, blackjack? But you played, played blackjack. Played a bunch of blackjack, won some money. And I realized, I was sitting there playing cards, and I was like, you know what? Elon is like a professional poker blackjack player. Because the thing is, when you go to play cards, with the probabilities, it's about just like timing of your game and when you walk away. And it's also having enough money to like go, you know, like you go through all the losing streak to come back to the winning streak. Oh, this is the point I want to make. Yeah. And so what, what Elon is doing here is he is taking a first principled approach. He is saying, look, I'm okay if my revenue goes down right now. I know where the trough is, but he is saying there is one principle that matters more than anything else in the business of a social network, and that is relevancy. And he is trying to make Twitter now X relevant and make it a ingrained part of popular culture because if he can do that, he knows he can monetize it. Right. Right? He's not trying to just quickly monetize it and have it be relevant and go away. He is trying to make it a core part of popular culture. Whether he will or not is to be determined. That's that's the gambling side of this, right? right? It's like, how long can you play in the game and how long can you consistently win is the metaphor here. But he's willing to take some losses before he starts winning. Yeah, you have to play the long game. The thing that I've learned most about great poker players because one of the incredibly odd things about me, and I do find... Many things about me incredibly odd, even though like I am me, I still find them. You're not the oddest person I know. I'm the oddest person I know. You're the second oddest person I know. (laughs) But but, like one of the weird things about me is like a year ago, I struggled to sleep. And so I got into this weird habit of for some reason, I have to watch live 
poker on YouTube before I go to bed. Even if like it's like la- you, I like that you can't even acknowledge that without laughing. I know because like, it's so ridiculous. Like, like, I think about I'm how such ridiculous a sad it is. human being. Like but I have I like, to laugh at myself when admitting. And my this. sleep routine is like insane. So, but one of the things is like I watch a lot, watch different types of poker. The great poker players actually can play through their losses, knowing that eventually, if they continue to play at the math, yes, the math will eventually work in their favor. But you have to like you know they are losing pots over hundreds of thousands of they're they're in the hole for like a million dollars. Yes, but actually they're long-term view does not change. They stick religiously to like the numbers, the math. And I think in Elon's case, religiously to the fact that he has an idea of how to monetize and then actually like work through the losses. And I think he's that's sticking a, to his principles. Of he has his principles, he's executing against them and that's what he's doing. And that's why all the conversation about the Twitter to X rebrand is dumb. We'll be right back. But before, let me tell you about another podcast I love. Nudge, hosted by Phil Agnew, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Ever noticed how the smallest changes can have the biggest impact? On Nudge, you learn simple evidence-backed tips to help you kick bad habits, get a raise, grow a business. Every bite-sized 20-minute show comes packed with practical advice. Nudge is fast-paced, but it's still insightful with real-world examples that you can apply. Oh, and it's the UK's fastest-growing business podcast. If you want an MBA's worth of insight one podcast, this is the right show for you. Entrepreneurs will love the show because it's filled with repeatable proven studies, not hearsay and one-off success stories. You're going to love the show because I was interviewed by Phil. You can go check out my episode. And I recently listened to an awesome episode. It's called Six Scientifically Proven Persuasion Techniques. It's a must listen for anyone in marketing. Listen to Nudge wherever you get your podcasts. So what's a good rebrand? Is there a rebrand you looked at and you were like, no, that what is, is the rebrand that you, you thought has been good? I have one that I thought was incredibly bad. I can tell that story no, t- and t- then t- we t- can t- try to- Tell me one good rebrand. That's what I'm, I'm looking think for, really good, Give me one yeah. rebrand that has All worked. Right. One, one. Okay, I'll tell you one. Give me one. <laughs> WWF to WWE. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't a good one. Because they weren't allowed <laughs> to use that for the word life. Yeah, fine. Uh, look, God, what is one? There's definitely one. There's going to be one. I'm going to give you a ton of bad ones. Okay, first of all, there's one in the financial services space. There was American Express Financial. So it had the American Express brand, tried and trusted brand, like a decade ago, rebranded to Ameriprise Financial. <laughs> what the literal hell? Like, Can we get good, the brand? What is that a good, like Ameri- nothing makes that a Ameri- good idea. What is it? Ameriprise? Ameriprise. Ameriprise. Oh, Ameriprise. Can we get the brand marketer on who actually decided that was a good I mean, idea? It's, it's I okay. I'm sure they paid like, 10 million million dollars for that rebrand. So it's totally worth the money. Millions. You can just imagine, okay, like we charge 60 million. They go away, they come back, big presentation, first slide, Ameriprise. And then who's the person in the room who goes, that's the $60 million yes. brand. <laughs> Dude, I could have done that so, for 10 So 000. you had the Facebook rebrand to Meta, which I think was a rationalization of the investment they were trying to make in, in metaverse. the Metaverse. They spent I don't five, mind Meta. They, Kieran, they spent over $5 billion on that rebrand. What did it get what? them? What did, what did they spend? What did they spend? They spent on, like, $5 billion redirects? rebranding oh. Facebook to Meta. Dude, I, how do I get into like the agency consultancy rebrand game? A lot of that was media. A lot of that was, was the advertising Press. and everything around it. We're now Meta. But, but think about it. They did that in 2021. What happened to their share price? Yeah, tanked. And back. then... They did some layoffs. 
They focused on AI, Instagram, competing with Elon with threads. Now, where's their share price? Whoosh. So, like, I believe that a rebrand is the public manifestation of internal confusion. Right. Like, you do not know who the hell you are and what you want to be. So, like, oh, let's rebrand. Let's confuse people by telling us that we're somebody new. Let me give you the best example of that. Just just to add on to, like, the worst rebrands of all time. Can someone please, in the comments, tell us a good rebrand? Because I feel like there is one, Uh, but we're missing one. I did. Look. Producer Darren got some research for us. I did some research. You did some research. Like a non-trivial amount of time went into this show and we could not find one rebrand to talk about. Um, There's a taxi company in Europe, very much like an Uber. It was called My Taxi. Makes a ton of sense. My Taxi. Get My Taxi. My Taxi coming gets me. Awesome. One month out of the blue, they rebranded to Free Now. Are you serious? So first of all, the taxi is not free. Like it's not free. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not because it takes like some time to come to your door. And then there's nothing about a taxi. And I kept looking at it going like, what, what? How did you ever go from like, okay, we're like, and they they did this to actually, they made an acquisition of another company. So they needed to like combine both companies and create a new like brand for that company. But like, how do you go from something, my taxi, which is like this, makes a lot of sense around that service to like free now. I thought that was one of the worst. So I think that's a great example. I'm going to give you another example that on the surface, you would think would be good. This is a case of a rebrand where you're like, this should obviously work. So in 2008, Radio Shack rebranded to The Shack. Yeah, Because it felt I like, like the radios, like it wasn't, uh, you know, radio was an outdated term. It needed to modernize. And you're like, oh, it still has like the original brand ethos. It's pretty clear. Like, I bet this worked. It didn't work. And here's why it didn't work. They didn't change any of the product offerings or business model. They just changed the brand. They got a slight bump in profits, but then, and sold out to private equity in bankruptcy. Right. Because the, one of the points made in the research here is that they filed for bankruptcy in 2015. So seven years after the rebrand, they're in bankruptcy, which I think validates my point that a rebrand is just guy- an external manifestation of internal confusion. Didn't the dude by, uh, didn't Tay, the guy who does the YouTube ads? Yeah, bought the Radio by, Shack brand yeah, and is, has like an e-commerce store on it now. Where he's like selling weird. But one of the reasons that didn't work is because they alienated the original base by with this rebrand, but didn't change the business radically enough to adopt a new base. And that's why a lot of rebrands fail. Okay, I've got one. Okay, go. How do you like this one? I did not know about this one, but thank you, Barge. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts yep. rebranded to Dunkin'. Did you know this? I did know this. Okay. Because they wanted to appeal, which is the thing I said, to a wider audience. Like, because they have more products than just donuts. Uh, have never actually ate at a Dunkin' Donuts, just FYI. But the controversial thing I'm going to say is Dunkin' Donuts isn't very good. No, it doesn't look very good. I don't think I would eat there. It's not very good. Okay. Do we like this one? America runs on Dunkin'. That was their new strap line from America runs on Dunkin' Donuts. I actually think America runs on Dunkin' Donuts. Also, is also by the a way, pretty bad thing. For I would like to point out that the only close to maybe good examples of rebrands that you can come up with are actually not rebrands; they're brand modifications. Yeah, they're brand modifications. They're That's dropping true. part of the existing brand. On the flip side, why I think you are a freaking idiot if you rebrand your business. Look at all of the great businesses of all time. They are simple brands that have staying power. Apple. Amazon, FedEx, all of these, American Express, like all of these brands 
have long, long staying power. Even look at the Google brand. They created Alphabet as a holding company, but they didn't make a big deal of anybody knowing what Alphabet was other than Wall Street right. and the financial analysts. And so while they know what Alphabet is, everybody else is still focused on Google and the Google branded house. Right. And so like that wasn't even really a rebrand. That's just a creation of a holding company. Right. And that's just like different chicanery of how they want to like basically hold the different businesses within Google. This has been a nearly 20 minute argument as to why rebrands are dumb. No, I think they are predominantly You came into this, Kieran, I think, believing that sometimes rebrands were smart. Do you still believe that? I think the most logical example of them is the Google... Alphabet when you- That's not even a rebrand. It's a holding company Exactly, creation. exactly. It's like a business decision. So let's put it one more way before we end the show. Let's say, Kieran, you were a CMO. You were in a job and your CEO comes to you and was like, hey, I think we have to rebrand. What would you do? Take the rebrand, make it last 18 months and then boom, get fired and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> right, you would be like, okay, cool. I have less than two years in this job. Is the 18 months rebrand, cruise control- you website, you look and feel, does nothing. I'm out. Give me huge severance. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm out. Bye. And that's like, my portfolio. And then talk about it in my next like job interview. Hey, we branded. It was incredibly it was incredible. amazing. The business just didn't wasn't able to execute the business side of things with the rebrand. Okay, I've got one. Flawless. I've got one I think is good. And you can't diss it because I love this company and I know the founder really well. Realtimeboard.com to Miro.com. <laughs> And that was a lot, that was a really good one because real-time board, when they were that, they were like a younger company and it didn't speak to like the thing that Andrew was really trying to create was like a collaborative platform for basically like the collaborative platform for the world, basically. And you can actually collaborate in that platform around any single thing. I like that rebrand. Well, I thought so, it was like so, really well so done you, and a good name. Kieran, Don't diss it. Kieran, you've brought up the one framework where rebrands can make sense. There we go. Okay. You would consider a rebrand if there are two things that are true about it. One, the company is very, very early on and you have very little brand equity. Exactly. Because you don't have much to lose. The second reason you would rebrand in that case is if you can take a complex brand and make it a simple brand. In this case, a three-word brand, real-time board, to a four-letter brand in Miro. Right. Simplified it. Right? Yeah. Those two things make a lot of sense. And- I'd actually argue that's not even a rebrand. That is a like establishing a brand for the first time. Like, yeah, yeah. They had a startup with some kind of placeholder name. This is and their then, scale. And up. then they established the brand. If you are yeah. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years into a business and you're thinking about rebranding, holy cow. Yeah. That's the most common rebrand, actually. You see companies in pre-seed seed growing into them becoming a proper like scale up. And I which think I, that they, which, which they, outgrow, they outgrow their name. So I think that's a good one. I will tell you to close the show out there, you think there's one thing that's even worse than a rebrand, and that is multi-brands. Oh. Like you get those email signatures from people of like, right. it's got like five different logos and five right. different brands to represent the companies they work for. And you're like- The confused brand. What, what the hell? <laughs> you're like, I don't even know what this means. All right. So don't do that. Have one brand, even if it's a crappy rebrand, have one brand. Don't have all these confusing brands and make it a mess. So we gave you the brand architecture. We talked to you why everybody was missing the point on the Twitter X rebrand because of Elon's first principles playing the long game or gambling analogy. Give you a ton of examples of crappy rebrands and why they're crappy. And we gave you the one and only scenario in which a rebrand makes sense. That's a lot of value packed into 25 minutes. I hope that everyone enjoyed today's show. We'll be back with you real soon on Marketing.